Hello and a warm welcome to episode 4 of the Sussex by the Sea podcast, a podcast about all things Hastings United. In today's show we have fan favourite Kenny Pogue answering your questions and we also have part 1 of a fascinating sit down interview with Hastings CEO Billy Woods who talks how it all started and his amazing musical journey. And in a bonus and I hope regular segment we have the inaugural fan roundtable where anything goes which was great fun and thanks to John, Kev, Rye and George for making it happen. Now over to that Hastings legend Kenny Pogue for your questions. It's a real, really good that you've given us some time. I'll just, I'll just quickly uh, intro you. I mean, like, it's been really good from like the other fans' point of view. Loads of them have been like asking me questions to ask you and all that. So you're like a proper legend. So yeah, you know, but yeah. So I'm, I'm not kissing your ass too much there, but yeah, a little bit. But um, anyway, so I've got, I've got the great pleasure of talking with fan favourite and legend Kenny Pogue. Uh, Kenny, thanks ever so much for giving us some of your time for the show. Uh, you've been the most popular guest up to now. People have been requesting questions on the forums, um, which is uh, really great. It makes, it makes everything easier for myself. For people that don't know you, childhood sort of sporting footballing heroes, who would they be? Oh, got me telling you, Shane Bannon. Oh, I see, yeah. Yeah, uh, like I said, I lived in London too. I was... Well, I'm in a situation. Uh, about 15, I think, 16. Oh, right, yeah. Um, obviously, Tottenham were my local club, so I yeah. supported Spurs all my life. But, yeah, it's got to be Teddy Sheridan, I'd say. Oh, he was class. I remember him at uh, Millwall, because I'm a QPR fan. Uh, until, oh, yeah, yeah. And like, he always, he's always scoring against us. But like, um, <laughs> and he's class. Just, like, just he, he knows when to move, when not to move. He just made yeah, it look he, so he, bloody he, easy. He, he weren't blessed with pace or nothing, was he? Yeah. You know what I mean? so but he, he didn't need it, did he? He was, he was just such a clever no. player. So it's Teddy Sheridan, yeah. So obviously the mighty Spurs. Any, any favourite Spurs memory? Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, there ain't too many of them, is there? Oh, yes, there is. Don't. Uh, I suppose being in the booze and watching, watching us when we won a world, I think it was called the Wuthering Cup back then, wasn't it? Oh, the what was it? All the Rumbelows. Was it the Wuthering? Which, which it. um, what? Who, who was manager? Oh, who was manager? It's like ten years ago, wasn't it? Um, oh, it wasn't it the darts player. What was his name? He looked like a darts player. Darts player. The darts player. You know, like a dart. He looked the Dutch one. Was it the Dutch one? Oh, oh what's his name? Oh, Were you? <laughs> Christian Gross, whatever his name was. Oh, not him. He didn't last five games, did he? Oh, Martin Yale, you're thinking of? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, give him, put a gold chain on him, mate. He's uh, gorgeous George. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, moving on. Right, these are some of the questions I've been asked to ask you. Who's the joker in the team? Oh, God, hands down, Gary Elfie. Yeah. I mean, is he... Yeah, go on. Probably, honestly, without a doubt... Probably the funniest bloke I've ever met, not like trying to date, but just in general. Oh, excellent. Yeah, any... any... He's, uh, he's the one, mate. Honestly, he has lots of stitches. Oh, top top man, top man. Any, any Anything you're willing to disclose or, you know, anything? <laughs> or we leave uh, it there? Yeah, we'll just leave it there. Yeah, we'll leave it there, all right. <laughs> he's a character, let's just say that. Again, you know, people have asked me, so uh, another one is, uh, how, how, how is the squad shaping up to the ones you've played with in the past, this current squad? Um, to be honest, mate, it's the potential is unbelievable. I mean, Aggie's really good at bringing through younger players like the Tom Jarmuses and the Ben Wards, these sort of players. Yeah. Um, but like I say, where it does things, um, a lot of them train full time. You know, so Aggie's gets some quite a few hours in a week, and what yeah. he drills into them, and that, what the sessions he puts on are just unreal. Yeah. So um, I'd say, to be honest, it's probably in terms of 
ability and quality, I'd say this is probably the best squad I've been in. Oh, um, okay. When he's in the prep, I mean, you had massive characters like Yaddy Alirundis, the Sean Hayes. Yeah. You know, you had Tim Alirundis, Sam Adams obviously was in there. Yeah. You had big, big characters, but they were just men's men. This one's a little bit, this squad's a bit different. You've got a bit of everything in there, mm. but it, it just all comes together nicely, to be honest. And yeah, yeah so. It's frightening what we've achieved. But exactly. But what's it? What's it like playing under Chris? Oh, it's, honestly, we get on. I, get, I mean, I've known him a long time anyway. But yeah, like I say before, just the, the training sessions, the the work that he actually puts in behind the scenes, everything's just pinpoint. And to be honest, like it's it's not um it's not difficult. Or I mean, don't get me wrong. If you're not doing something that he wants to do, he'll, he'll let you know about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not an easy ride, but it's just. Yeah, I'm happy to play for him. Oh, excellent, excellent. Well, leading on to that, really, how how do you how do you like adjust? Because obviously, like the last sort of few seasons, like you you've been playing in like different positions, and one of the questions that um, was asked was like, do you train differently knowing you know that you might get put out on the wing, or you know that because obviously you play or playing up front, or sometimes when you get sort of stuck in a centre back, like do you train differently or do you just train Uh, normally? Not really. I mean. it depends what we're working on. Um, if he's got something that we're working on in the week, I might slot in at the back. I mean, like pre-season, I've probably played three up front and three at the back. Mm. So it's just a case of, yeah, when you need it, just to go and do what you can, really. But like I say, I, I mean, I'd, I'd play anywhere. As long as I'm playing, it don't really bother me. It's, yeah. it's, um, if it can help the team out or whatever, then I'm all for it. Well, it was nice, obviously, last the, the weekend, you know, you're leading the line in the cup game. That must have been nice to get the full 90 minutes. Yeah, it was. It was. It was good to have the fans back. Just good to be around the place at the minute. I mean, it's, it's all right playing pre-season, but nothing beats a proper competitive game of football. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah, no, it's good to be back around it. In the stands, mate. They're, they're always singing. <laughs> the Kenny Pogues always sung about in in the stands, mate. Um <laughs> <laughs> but um, what's um, what's what's your hopes for this season? Where, where do you see us? How do you see us doing? It's there's just there's no two ways about it. We've got to just win the league, which we should have done. And me personally, feel we've robbed of it last year. Yeah. Like I say, it's to go through all that, to put in all that effort, sessions and games that you dig deep in, just for it to be void, just like that. It was disappointing for the lads. But I think like this year it gives everyone that was there last year it gives that little bit more hungriness. Do you know what I mean? Because like we all feel the same. We all went through yeah. the same. So we've got that bit between our teeth even more. Yeah. So if right. we like, so back on it like we was last year, which I've got no doubt we will be. Yeah. Then, uh, Cross fingers, yeah, mate. We'll definitely be there and thereabouts. That's for sure. Oh, great stuff. Oh, thanks. You. One of the big things they asked was like finally your relationship with the fans. I, I know personally, but being behind the goals, we we all love you. Yeah. Um, honestly since I mean the first I can't remember the first year I signed it was a while ago <laughs> I mean, just from that day like, they've just been brilliant with me it a lot I mean when you're actually playing you don't quite listen or hear everything oh, of course, yeah. you focus on the game but you do, you do hear it now and then it does give you that little that little G up that you need, might need now and then or, but yeah as far as the fans I mean, they've always been good um, they're spot on all, all the ones that travel away you yeah. know what I mean? They spend, their, spend their hard earned money following us about. I mean, that, not just for me, all the lads. You know oh, yeah. They all appreciate them, and uh, yeah, without a doubt, it gives us another 10%. Nothing better than when you see a load of fans cheering by the goals. Kenny, f- f- thanks so much for your time. Well, I'd, you know, I'd love to catch up with you later in the season. 
on this, you know, celebrating that we're top of the league. But um, yes, right, yeah, exactly. And I mean, with Spurs. What can we say? Uh, <laughs> I don't uh, want to talk to <laughs> I mean, I, I, I love the uh, you know the Netflix thing or whatever it was. I don't know what's going on there. I don't, you know, it's a shame because I've got a soft spot for Spurs. Yeah, You've always been a. Pl- honest, mate, I just think it's just a downward spiral, isn't it? Unless he goes and probably signs another five or six player. I don't think we're going to get any better anytime soon. Yeah, it's a, it's a funny one, isn't well, it's it? It's a good insight watching that. Do you know what I mean? Like you see, hmm. when you see what goes on, obviously. Being in the change room in non-league and then see what goes on in the Premier League. Yeah. Although about six hundred million pounds, no too much difference. Who else? <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Well, it's, it's good though. It's a good watch. Oh yeah, it's good telly. I don't know. I don't know if it's too honest though. If you get what I mean, that you might want to keep some of that hidden away. But oh, well, they, yeah, they couldn't have chosen the worst of time to show us. You know, we've been the last year and a half. Imagine filming that. No, well, listen, Kenny. Look, it's uh, great to have a chat with you, mate. And um, no worries, mate. And uh, well, I'll, I'll, hopefully you're um, hopefully you're on the pitch Saturday, and um, we'll yeah, be cheering you on. Nice, mate. Appreciate All right. It. Yeah. Take care. Thanks for your time, Kenny. Care, See you, mate. No Bye. And now we reach that time for George's take. Aye. Looks like there's some blockage. What the devil is that? Hello, Herm Bay. It's a hard-fought victory against ten men. What are your thoughts on the game? Yeah, look, Herne Bay have always been very good defensively. They pride themselves on it. They were very tough to break down. Last season we played them, we drew nil-nil. And I'd say it was the toughest game we had at Pilot Field. Even, I'd say, even tougher than the Ashford one that we, we lost. So um, to get a win against them and keep a clean sheet, I think, is an excellent performance. Cliché, playing against 10 men isn't easy. But they, they were seem to play quite defensively anyway and as soon as the keeper was sent off uh, on the half an hour mark they looked really like they were playing for penalties or they'd sort of go for a smash and grab at a set piece so as we got towards the end of the game it was more and more Hastings and we were all over and the goal was coming it was coming it was coming it was coming and um, that's a lot of coming that's a lot of coming there George that's a lot of coming mate yeah that's how good we felt when the the goal went in anyway so but, uh, yeah, so a really, really tidy ball, accurate ball from Sam Adams across to Dixon, who controls it and then hits it with his second touch across the keeper from uh, right to left as Dicko's looking into the bottom corner. Excellent finish and, uh, yeah, goal worthy of winning any game. Really good passing move. So lots of positives, really. I didn't expect it to be lots of goals based on how many we've been scoring in pre-season and how defensive... They like to be at Herne Bay. So, uh, yeah, pleased to grab the 1 0. Oh, nice one. A few talking points. Uh, Herne Bay fans, obviously, after the game, felt they, well, some of them did, felt they were robbed with the goalie getting sent off. Uh, your thoughts on the sending off? Actually, uh, at the time, I wasn't sure it was, a, it was a sending off. So, I see where they're coming from. Because thinking about it in normal time, he's clipped the player. It might be a yellow and a penalty with the new rules of sort of no double jeopardy. But it was after the whistle. So it was after the whistle and he has, looking back at the replay, taken a swipe at Tom Chalmers. Then it's a, it's a straight red and the referee's got that one right. Um, I'm not sure the ref got too much right over the whole game. Not for one side or the other, just generally. But I think actually looking back at that one, um, taking a swipe at a player after the ball unnecessarily as well I think if I was the keeper I'd be really disappointed I'd made that mistake there was no need to do it 
Um, when the whistle goes, often the player will try and finish off the move anyway, even though they know the whistle's gone. Just leave him to it, he actually didn't need to go anywhere near him. So, yeah, definite red looking back at it. I mean, uh, with the sending off, I, I at the time thought it was a yellow card. But as you say, correctly, it was after the whistle had gone like, what, three seconds earlier? So it's. it's a lot, it was obvious. It was, so. And then, to be fair, and if it really actually looking back at it, he's last man as well. So. He, so you think he should get a double red card? <laughs> well, can we have a red card that makes sure he's out for when we play home bay in the league? That would be quite. Yeah, he, look, um, he looks a good goalie as well, doesn't he? You he is, he's one of those saves. keepers where when it's the big goalkeepers you think hit it low and he has quite good low saves as well. So yeah, it was obviously it was a big moment in the game. Big moment. But I think I'm not sure how much it changed Turn Bay's approach. I think they came they seemed to come looking for penalties. Yeah, they were quite really. quite defensive. Any uh, George, any other standouts? Obviously any of the younger players you felt oh, really yeah, yeah, saying it during the game, Ryan Worrell was absolutely outstanding for 90 minutes. He was everywhere. Oh, we won the ball back. It's Ryan. Oh, that ball's been played for. It's Ryan. He was absolutely everywhere across the pitch. And yeah. um, he's a perfect foil for a player, an experienced player like um, Sammy Adams and, and Dicko to an extent, to play alongside. He's got so much energy in the middle of the park. And personally, I thought he, he should be man of the match, but... Yeah. Nico, obviously, another good performance in midfield and the goal. Just nicks it. Yeah, yeah he's definitely going for me. He's definitely going places, isn't he? Absolutely. Yeah, so. Any other standouts for you? Yeah, Ben Ward's looking mm. really lively and uh, looking really, really promising. It's interesting when these players come through and uh, whether they're going to be get a, a good run in the team with, with the quality of the squad that we've got. Performances like that are only going to be good. Yeah, looking forward to seeing him pop up throughout the season and hopefully get a good run in the side. Okay, well, thanks very much for your take on the game, George. Um, one other thing I'd like to just add. You're obviously as someone who's been to Guernsey. Your thoughts on them having to pull out the league? On a personal level, absolutely gutted. They're going to try and get me money from the flights back. Um, you know, on a serious note, it's, it's very disappointing. I really feel for the people who run the club, a big part of their, um, their lives. Uh, people like Martin Tissier at, at, at the top of the club and the players and the manager. Um, and also for the Guernsey fans and the mainlanders, as they call them, the Guernsey fans in the mainland, where the team is probably a big connection to them, to, the, to their home island, um, as an identity focal point. So it's a real shame for them not to be playing league football for 12 months. Well, more than that, 15, 16 months in all. Um, so I'm more disappointed for them, really. It's a big deal on their island. And if you've seen the games recently where they've played against the Isle of Man, home and away, you can see how much football means to the people. Um, yeah, the ordinary people on the island, it'd be, it must be strange to for those 700 that go regularly that aren't going to have, have that have that outlet. I'm good, pleased of the league's decision to say that they'll be able to come back in the following season. That is, and hopefully the. Oh, I, I, had, that off. I hadn't, I hadn't heard that. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. That is good because they wouldn't deserve to start again from the bottom. I think, I think that's the right decision. Okay, Mr. Gasson, thank you very much for that. Well, lovely to speak to you again. That time again for Master of the Decks, Pat McCrossan's Song Pick of the Week.
great honour to interview Hastings CEO, Billy Woods. Billy? Hi mate, how are you? Uh, Billy, yes, Chris. Hello fella. Really, really appreciate you making yourself available. It's Billy. Thank you. I, I love what you're doing. I love what you're doing. I think what we're doing is definitely not incredible to but I think it's great. The more people talk about the club, this is the whole point of what I'm trying to achieve. So What I have found, though, is doing this podcast is I say the word obviously about 60 times. So uh, <laughs> obviously I'm going to be cutting things out. Yeah, I mean, you don't really know me, Billy, but like, I really fall in love with the club, and that's obviously why lots of us are trying to do more and trying to spread the words, like, yeah. you know, like yourself, you know, and, and I mean, I know we are what we are, but if we can present ourselves as bigger as we are, get more people in, you know what I mean? Like, you, you know, it's... No, 100%, 100%. Yeah. I, I think for me, I think people, I, I would hope anyway, I think when it comes to me, I, nothing's off the, off, the, off the agenda because I'm, I love being transparent about what I'm doing at the football club because... Yeah. Because I'm doing so much, such so much has happened, and that's not to blow my own trumpet. But what I mean by that is like, there's so much is going on at the moment, yeah. And the reach is there, and people are talking about what we're up to, and there's people, there's other clubs like really kind of hating on it. Mm. I think people are expecting me to have some sort of tram agenda. So it's I love being transparent because I know why I'm here, and I know what I'm trying to achieve with Hastings, and. Uh, and and it really doesn't serve my ego at all. It serves the town. So no, definitely, and nothing's off, re- off the record, Chris. We can, we can talk about everything. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, I appreciate you saying that, but the, yeah, unfortunately, in, in life, there's a lot of people that have bad faith conversations. You know, so I mean, it's good to be transparent, but yeah. sometimes you're talking to people that all they want to do is twist find, your words. yeah, twist yeah, your words. Yeah, and I mean, I, you know, I don't. I hope you haven't experienced that yet. You know, and hopefully we won't experience those type of uh, individuals. But let's kick it off then. Yeah, so uh, as I say, it's an absolute pleasure to have Billy Wood on here, the club chairman. And we're going to start your involvement with Hastings. Like, I don't know if you want to start with when you took over or maybe what, how you became a, a Hastings fan. Like, you, you, you're you, kind of like initial love of football. What, what? Well, I, you know, I think with regards to, let's talk about, how I kind of fell in love with non-league football. I think that's yeah. the, the biggest thing for me. So mm. what people might not know or they may know, I wasn't born in Hastings. So I was born in, in Croydon. Yeah. And I moved to Hastings at the age of nine. So I moved to Hastings at the age of nine, moved to St. Leonard's, and I've obviously lived in Hastings ever since. Even when I went off to university and got a, a job and started working in the music industry up in London, I was actually commute from Hastings so I I love the town incredibly I love the the people around here and I love the the energy of Hastings so my my love for the town is huge but going back to my love for for non-league football yeah it started actually with my granddad dragging me to games that and it'd be anywhere and everywhere so we would go and watch Bromley we would go and watch you know, we'll be on holiday down, having a caravan holiday down in Weymouth, and we'll go and watch Weymouth a lot, yeah. which seems to be his favourite to, to go and watch. And obviously, living in in St Leonard's, we would go and watch Hastings, and we would go and watch St Leonard's play mm. um, up at the Furs. That was what kind of brought my love to non-league. I loved the fact that you were so close to the action. You were. I would still go and watch professional football. I was still yeah. going to watch professional football with my granddad. We had. A stark Crystal Palace fan, yeah, and um, we would travel home and away to, to, to Palace games. But the non-league experience was something that 
it always sat with me. And I, it always sat with me and I always wanted to help. I always wanted to help. I just was so young. And I didn't know how to help. And mm. I just loved it. The smell of the bovril was always, <laughs> I still smell it to this day. And the smell of the bovril always, you know, brought non-league to me, to my eyes. And, and the pilot field was, was something that, as a, as a young lad, just felt so huge. Mm. It was so huge. And comparing that to the Furs, like I say, I used, I used to play for the St. Leonard's um, throughout their, their youth academy. So oh, right. Academy, youth team. Um, alongside, actually, one of our other directors, Ross, Ross Marion. We played in the same team together. Yeah. And we used to go up there more. But comparing... Who, who was better? Come on, Billy, be honest. Player-wise? Yeah. It's got, is it... Definitely, definitely Ross. Oh, come on. <laughs> definitely. Definitely a great goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, he actually, his dad was our manager, so I don't know if he oh. got it. <laughs> <laughs> nice little bit of shade from him. There you go. I've got, got to give John a shout out. What a legend as well. So yeah. just just the sheer magnitude of the size of the pilot field used to just leave me in awe yeah. of the place. That, that kind of made me fall in love with, with non-league football. And I would always look out for Hastings results when Hastings changed the name to from Hastings Town to Hastings United. Mm. I used to deliver papers at that time, so I, used, I was a paper boy, and I, yeah. I never. Uh, I still remember little things like that when I used to deliver the Hastings Observer and, and reading out the back page yeah. and having an opinion on it. So, yeah. and as a sixteen, I must have been sixteen at the time, and that happened. Just having an opinion and feeling about Hastings United slash Town always, I don't know, always drew, drew me in. Yeah, Just drew me in. I couldn't say sit here and say oh, I was someone who, who went to. 15, 20 games a year because I didn't as, mm. as a kid. But whenever I went into the ground, you were you were you were just captivated by Hastings, and it's your town. So when you're shouting "Come on, Hastings," you're feeling it because it is your town. Yeah. So talking about your um, your business empire, the, this the music business. How did? So I'll give you a little bit of insight. So, long story short, when I was at university, mm. I hated being skin at university. I hated it. I hated. Beans on toast every day. Literally yeah. hated it. So I would um, do jobs with the, the local nightclubs and, and, and the student union mm. and promote night promote events and stuff. Mm. So I got really into into it actually at the within the student union and I actually ran for the entertainment officer position in the in the student union. Yeah. Which is like an election. It's like being I've been on question time. It's like um, actually going for the prime minister's <laughs> job. And I, I was actually it was I, I was up against actually now very famous comedian uh, Rob Beckett. Oh, right. so me and Rob Beckett went went for went for the role, and I actually beat him. So I won the role events officer, mm. and within that role, I learned a lot about booking bands and booking bands into our venue mm. and for our summer ball. And the one day I was speaking to a um, a an agent actually at the time, and I. Funny enough, I wanted to be a football agent. I think that, that's what I wanted to be when I was yeah. university. But I was speaking to this music agent, and I had a, a knack of, of of a certain genre. I, I really understood the, the urban pop, yeah. hip-hop sort of genre. And we were just chatting for about an hour. And I was just like, what, what do you do? How do you do it? Shooting this guy's ear off. And he said to me, like, Billy, I'll give you an email address, and you can work for me commission, for commission only. So... I spent hours upon hours putting together databases of nightclubs and getting their email addresses, phone numbers, and I was literally yeah. going through like Bolton nightclubs, Blackburn nightclubs, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, Bognor nightclubs. Yeah. Like, it was literally like that, trying to scale the whole of the UK. Yeah. But whilst I had this database, I never really had any apps to sell because I didn't represent anyone at the time. Yeah. 
I had one of my perks of making money at university. I actually had Sky, which was a blessing, but also hell because every time I come home in our house, all my roommates would be in my room watching Sky. So I went and got Sky just so I could get the music channels and Sky Sports. Yeah. And I had Channel U on in the background, which used to be a, a UK urban music channel. And this band came on. So I had to wait to the end, literally to the end of, of the track to come up. Found their name popped up. I searched them on MySpace, sent them a message. And oh, God, MySpace. Yeah, I yeah, that. I became their agent. <laughs> Yeah. So I became their agent by blagging it, to be frank, because I, I didn't really know what I was doing at the time. And yeah. that band was End Ups, who went on to sell 1.5 million albums. Wow. So that was a bit of luck, I would say, but also just being right. Hard work. Like, Hard work as well, though. Yeah, yeah, you have to, you know, to to get their attention Yeah. and, and what, get them to want to sign with you and then actually book them shows. You know, I think one year we, the band really worked hard. We did like 280 shows in a year that one band and it was a case that as an individual it was the work ethic that I was always looking for but also it made me believe in myself even further that mm. I could pick an act and I and I had, and an, I had ear. an ear for yeah, it yeah. yeah so from there that's when I ended up signing the likes of this was like it was kind of a bubble of, of urban pop acts at the time but there was Chipmunk Wiley who unfortunately has had bad press this last year at yeah. the time was you know a huge huge artist good, that was good musician uh, obviously but opinions are separate from musician I mean he's a, he's a, yeah, he's a good musician very troubled very troubled individual yeah yeah um, you know I know, him, I know him incredibly well as, as a person and and unfortunately with, with Wiley it's sometimes it's not that he just says the wrong thing but I just genuinely believe that it's the way he words things because due to frustration says it the wrong way and he's done it to me personally over the years he's, yeah. you know we've, we've had a very very interesting relationship for 15 near well, yeah nearly 15 years and yeah. and and whilst i you know i have nothing but respect for him as a musician and and for what we achieved together yeah. i just feel that he, he misrepresents himself in such a way that he allows himself to be castrated the way he has yeah. but you know wiley and um, chipmunk tinchy strider um and then the one that really blew my career up was tiny temper mm. so we i was at a small agency and actually called mission control based in in bermondsey yeah and tiny was blowing up and we had a big number one record called pass out in 2010 yeah. the the major agencies there's there's in the music business there's two huge agencies one's called wme which is william morris endeavor yeah and the other is caa creative artists agency WME really wanted Tiny Temper to, to go there. I had, funny enough, the, the, the actor was very loyal to me and stayed with me. But then, fun, then I had a meeting with WME. So I went into the office to meet them thinking, oh, here we go. They're, gonna, they're taking my act off me. Yeah. And I went in and they actually said there then that it's not just the act we want. We want you. Oh, wow. We want you to come here, okay. which was at the time incredible for me. So I've gone from being in, a, in an agency where I'm working with six or seven people in a room to the largest agency in the world where I was flown to, in in a 48, actually it was a 72 hour period, I was flown to New York to meet the head of, of the hip hop department um, and then flown straight from New York after 24 hours to LA, which is an eight hour flight in itself, um, right. to meet the heads of, of music. Mark Geiger, who, who's just recently left WME, mm. sat down with him and he offered, he offered me, he, he wrote down, a four-year contract. He literally wrote down the money that I was going to get paid every year for four years, passed it to me on a piece of paper, and said, "That's year one, year two, year three, year four. And 
the money that was put in front of me it was it was just it was life changing for me. Yeah. You know, I, I think people don't understand this, but I have a very working class family. Mm. I never nothing was ever handed to me on a silver spoon. I've worked for every single thing I've got. And I was out at twelve at six AM in the morning doing paper rounds. I was always doing other jobs and I was working you know, in sports stores at the age of sixteen. I was always, I've always been a grafter, and that's because my family are a bunch of grafters yeah. too. So, been taught um, a good work ethic. Yeah, and, it, and not having money to do things, and having moments where the meal on, on the table isn't the greatest because you haven't, you know, your family haven't got the money to be able to do a great, you know, food shop that week. That's something I had to learn. So, at that point, I became a, a an agent at WME. Yeah. This 2010, and I was actually the in their 100-year history, their youngest ever agent employer. So I was. I ne- what it is in that system in America, in the American system, they work you up from the mailroom. So normally you start delivering post, then you kind of go from there to maybe work on reception, then maybe from that you might become like an, an, like an admin assistant, then you might become an, an agent's assistant, and yeah. then from an agent's assistant you may get promoted, what they call graduated to an agent. So I bypassed the system, went straight to agent. Yeah. Which is, you know, I was the youngest by far, and also I was the one outside of the system. So it was a massive stark learning curve to be in that environment. And and did you get any? Um, did you get any it, negativity from other uh, other agents? Like, well, hang on, who's this? Who's this guy that's come over? It reckons he's the big and you know, you know, the usual sort of stuff, yeah, of interpersonal course. stuff. Of course, I think I think some people because maybe I'm maybe I'm. I am a bit of a, a character sometimes, and I think that can make people think differently of me. But going in, everyone at WME was amazing. They oh, were good, amazing. Good. They, every single person looked after me. The one thing I, I did, I, a guy that I'm, I'm still incredibly great friends with now, and so I made some of my best friends at, at WME, but Solomon Parker, who is an incredible agent, uh, a legend, he did all the big pop acts in the 90s, so like Blue, Girls Aloud, looked after Jesse J, Rita Ora, Looks after Billy Eilish now. Oh, okay. He's a great guy. He actually owns a house in Hastings as well. Does he? Uh, oh. And yeah, he does. Uh, even though for years he told me, how the hell can you do that commute? So, quite <laughs> <laughs> an interesting one. But yeah. he, I just went to Soul and said, Soul, there's things I don't know. There's, uh, there's things I just don't know. And he yeah. went, don't worry about that. He said, don't worry about it. He said, just be a sponge. Yeah. Sit there and be a sponge. And, and in our meetings, just listen. Listen, for mm. the first six months, just be that sponge and take yeah. everything in. Sit and under the learning tree. Sit under the learning yeah, tree. Yeah, and I did, and I did. But luckily, at the same time, even though I came in, I was having having success. So, Tiny sold out an arena tour within a year of the first album. I, that always I, I, helps. I, yeah, <laughs> Daffy went number one with his, with his first single. I had a bunch of number one records, and it was just an exciting time. Yeah. But when you talk about negativity, I think there was more negativity outside the, the WME bandwagon because it was cool how has he jumped from there to there so quickly mm. and that's kind of been a bit of the story of my life a little bit but at the same time if you don't put yourself in the situations to be able to achieve those things you can't you can't knock the person that's achieving them yeah of course yeah. Um, and i've got to give a big shout out to my first assistant fran who was much older than me as my assistant so i felt, <laughs> I felt terrible <laughs> but he was just the best and he, he yeah. helped me massively kind of get to grips with being at that com- that company Wow, God, you've you've done a lot, then, haven't you? Right, right. Um, the club. 
been um, coming up for a while? Had the previous chairman been looking to to move on for a while, or was it yourself thinking actually, look, I can put a bit of investment in here? No, I, I didn't. I didn't go to. So I'm going to wind you back to 2014 first. Yeah. Actually, at the time, I was still at WME. Yeah, it must have been. Yeah, it was 2014. I was at WME. I was still commuting back and forth from London. I heard that Dave Waters at the time wasn't overly wanting to stay and he, he had enough. So I I kind of at the time I actually met a potential consortium that they were they were all together themselves already kind of interested in, in taking Hastings off Dave Waters, but yeah. I don't think Dave really wanted to sell to them at the time. And that was actually some of those people I met were the guys that I replaced, funny enough. Oh, I <laughs> But at the time, I just didn't think it was... I didn't think that at that moment in time, there was the right blend for me to be involved. Yeah. So I, look, I looked in and thought, right, okay, well, I want to make an offer for this football club. Yeah. I wrote to my lawyer, and my lawyer made the offer for me anonymously. So I made an offer for the club anonymously. That got rejected. Uh, and then six months later, my lawyer calls me up and goes, Billy, Dave Waters has been on the phone and wants to know if you're interested as he's ready to sell. So I asked my lawyer to get the books of the football club so I could have a look at it and um, and, and get the deal done, pretty much. Yeah. The deal then gets the deal then gets done with with Dave Dave Ormerod. Yeah. Um, and and he obviously brings in the rest of the the guys, Dave Nestlin and whatnot, into the ball. But what I found out from from Dave Waters was he thought my anonymous buyer, the anonymous buyer wasn't wasn't anyone else but the people that actually bought the club. So he was quite shocked when we had that chat. Like, I think it was like three, four months ago. He was quite shocked that when I told him it was me. He yeah. was pretty, pretty shocked. He was very, very shocked. But that's. I wondered why I never got the the books and never got the call back. Yeah. Because obviously dealing direct with Dave Ormrod, why would he need to speak to a lawyer in his head at the time? So yeah. I I failed to to start, um, to buy the football club at that point, which to be frank has worked out as a godsend because Dave Ormrod buying the football club essentially has brought in Darren Burney and Peter Sherlock, who have got so much admiration and time and and um, you know love for, to be honest, for, for what they're allowing me to achieve. So yeah. moving forward to, to 2019, just had a year as chairman at Eastbourne United, where we, we survived the drop after when I, when I came in the club only at one point, changed the management structure, changed a bit the structure behind the scenes, uh, gave, you know, gave it a bit of enthusiasm and vigour, yeah, and, um, and and the club felt like in a really good position, and and I had no desire to go anywhere else. I was very happy at Eastbourne United and what we were trying to achieve there. Yeah. Then I got, then I got a call, a call about Hastings, and and just asked if I would be interested in Hastings United. And funny enough, Bob actually at Eastbourne United will, will tell anyone this. When asked about if I would ever leave Eastbourne United ever, you know, just in a general conversation. Yeah. The only way I'd ever leave Eastbourne United is for Hastings United, yeah. uh, because it's my hometown. Yeah, and, yeah. And I and and regardless of the plan that I had in place at Eastbourne, Hastings United for me is it's a massive sleeping giant in London football. Yeah. Um, the town's got incredible potential, and it was just from my perspective, if Hastings came calling to me or it was available for sale, I would put my hat in the ring because it's my hometown and and I feel connected not just to the club but the town. Mm. And, and and that kind of that was always going to be my thing so when I got the call would you be interested in coming in I had some reservations at the time 
had some reservations and seems to be a few problems. I you know Chris, the story of Chris resigning and a few other things. Well, well, when he resigned, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I publicly put my, my my own Twitter page. You know how gutted I was for the club and mm. Chris is the right man and stability. You know, stability is the most important thing. And whether my opinion really mattered at the time, whatever. But. I supported, you know, I believed in, in what Chris was doing at the football club before I was even at the football club. I'd yeah. always check on a Saturday when I was at, where we might be away at Salt Bean, Lockwood or wherever, I would still on the Twitter pack, on Twitter, be checking results, not only of the league that we were in, East Bourne United, but how Hastings were getting on. Yeah. So it was always a thing for me. And then, you know, and also I, and, and Darren <laughs> kindly reminded me when I came in yeah. that I actually publicly... <laughs> publicly you know questioned Darren and Peter's motives too so <laughs> I, I'm, but at the same time that that's I think transparency is a good thing and yeah. when I when I when the, the Hastings United when they said look would you be interested in coming in yeah. I went and met with, met with Darren and I told him what I felt what I told him honestly what I felt before meeting him about why would why would someone from Essex want to get involved in Hastings mm. Darren told me very very clearly his, his story about Hastings, which is his story, and I think it's it's not fair for me to, to say on, on a podcast yeah, or anywhere. Yeah. I think that's no, his story to say. Hearing that and actually getting to know the man over the last year, there, there's no one, you know, he loves the football club and he, he loves being involved. And anyone just thinks he's a he's a money man sitting in the wings is completely wrong. He, he genuinely loves the club and, and gives me as much support as possible. So when I met him, and I met him and, and I told him what I would do with Hastings United if I was involved. Yeah, I had some, I had some, um, let's just say, res- not just reservations, but I had some, you know, stipulations of me coming in of yeah. what I, I expected because I didn't, I felt like if I was going to come in as chief exec, it has to be as chief exec. It has yeah. to be, you know, over, overseeing the football club in all areas. Yeah. It doesn't mean I need control, but what it means is that ultimately I hold myself accountable for all areas yeah. because I want the football club to succeed. And delegation and making sure all those areas tick is is imperative yeah. to, to the way the football clubs ran. I also met with the chairman at the time, which was which was David Nestlin mm. and and Darren. We had a meeting, and then after following that meeting, I was made my offer to become chief executive of the football club on the on the um, on the grounds that I, I I set out that Darren believed in too. I was brought into the football club, which was amazing. It was hard leaving Eastbourne United. It really was, mm. and. And to leave and be installed so quickly was 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 tough, but the fact of the matter is, it had to be done. Yeah. I couldn't sit around for another month waiting around. Hastings needed the the impetus immediately. Yeah, well, definitely. And that's why I to, and that's why I came in. And it was it was funny actually because you you can't help it. I, I've kind of got better to it, and I don't really, even though I'm, I'm online socially and I, and I look what the fans have to say and. And I know I, I, I speak to fans at games, and I'm home and away, and mm. I'm always available, and I make myself available on the end of the line if anyone wants to speak to me, or I make myself. I, I'm, I'm not invisible. I'm very visible. Yeah. Um, which can lead to to a lot of people trying to make digs if they don't know know me really, or they just read the the online kind of bio and, and make their assumptions. But I get it. When I came in, there was this. Oh God, he's young. Oh, he's yeah. a bit young, you know. In oh, what's you know, what's he done before in football? And and I get it. I totally, totally understand it. Because why wouldn't you be a bit dubious about a you know mid thirties music agent coming in to run a football club? 
I, you know, I think I would too. And when I came in, obviously, three directors left, which, by the way, wasn't my decision, nor was my intention. I was going to ask you about that. That initial phase when those, those directors left, I mean, yeah. how difficult was it to like, remain professional in your dealings with, with these people or people referring to them? or like, you know, Was it difficult to just bite your tongue? Do you know what, Chris? Chris, I'm going to be honest. It wasn't difficult to bite my tongue because I made one comment in the pa- to the paper on a, on a phone call which got misinterpreted. So I, I said to them, I said very clearly that to leave in the football club without giving this a chance, I feel, is naive. That wasn't me saying that they're naive people, but I felt the movement of them walking out without giving it a chance was naive. Yeah. Not them as individuals, but just why not see? Especially because we had a meeting with all the with the directors, and mm. I said in that meeting, I won't do nothing for six months. I'll sit back and do nothing, and just watch what you guys do, and understand the football clubs in in um, the runnings completely before I do anything. A couple of meet, um, directors that were that are still at the club were in that meeting, so I'm sure they can clarify what I said. Mm-hmm. But I made it very, very clear, and, and the president now, who's back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I made it very, very clear that I would, you know, not be a born in China shop. Yeah. Sometimes I get accused of being. Just I don't think the control, I think the control was a bit of an issue, yeah. in a sense, on, on title. And, and that's fine. Maybe that's a pride thing. I don't know, but that, that's fine, but it was it was tough because you come in and you're excited about a challenge, and you're you, you the day before your first league game uh, as as a new CEO, you're, you're buzzing because you know what you're going to yeah, get. Of course, from yeah. You know what you're going to get from Chris. You know what you're going to get from the players. But you want you, you know you you want to use that first game to walk around the it was a VCD walk around and shake hands and get to know the supporters a bit yeah. because. At that time, they don't know you. Know you from Adam. All they've heard is is the name and what you've done previously. Yeah. So to to them to walk out was 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 horrible. To be frank, at that time, I felt it was sink or swim moment. But I looked at it like this: I had Hayley Clout, I had Joe Nesbitt, and I had Pat McCrossan still at the still in the directorship. I yeah. also had Dave Ormerod, who, by the way, is the nicest gentleman you ever meet. The nicest gentleman you ever meet who still gave me my gave me time of day to help when needed. So whilst he resigned, he still would try and help out where he could because he loves the football club. Yeah. Simple as that. And just got on with it really. I thought actions will speak now. Yeah, I'm in charge now. I'm a star and I put my cars down. I live a very, very, very wild lifestyle. Heidi and Odina eat your heart out. I used to listen to you, don't wanna bring arms out. I've got so many clothes, I keep some in my arms house. Disturbing London, baby, we about to branch out. Soon I'll be the king like Prince Charles Charles. Yeah, yeah. And there ain't nobody fresher. Semester to semester, breathing with the freshers. Twenty light bulbs around my table and like my dresser. CLC compressor, just in case that don't impress her. Say hello to Dexter, say hello to Uncle Fest. I got them gazing at my necklace and my crazy sun protectors. G shots, I got a crazy dunk collection. Haters, I can't hear reception. Yeah, yeah, we bring the stars out. We bring the women and the cars. And here's a little bonus, the first Fans Roundtable. You to all introduce yourselves. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm Chris Savick, I'm the host. Uh, you don't need to know anything about me. Shall we speak with uh, Ryan first? Ryan, tell us about how you become a Hastings fan, 
what's your links and all that type stuff? I'm Ryan Siegel, also known as Wright. I do the match day Twitter for the club. So from two till six, roughly every Saturday, I will provide you with updates. And now on Sundays, I'm the announcer to the women's team. I started my association with the club back in 2019 when I sent off an email to our vice chairman, Pat McCrossan, and he invited me along for a friendly. And ever since then, I've got more and more involved in the club to the point now where if there are two home matches, I'll be working in both. I do the away games as well, and it's a privilege to work for the club, and I love every moment of it. Great stuff. Long mate. Continue, Ryan. Ryan is uh, more important than any of us, obviously. So, uh, But let's move on to uh, who's the next one. Uh, Mr. John Wills, please explain yourself. Hello. So you make out it's technical difficulties, but if we say anything that you don't like or agree with, you... Cut us off and mute us, don't you? I saw that. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's the it's the Labour way. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I've been coming along since mid seventies, where we're in the Southern Premier League, um, playing teams like Barnet, Wimbledon, and the big grudge game used to be. I think Maidstone was a, a big one. Um, so. The cow shed was ours, and we used to sing tiptoe through the cow shed, get your heads kicked in on a regular basis. Oh, you're nice uh, then, aren't you? <laughs> but the, um, what gets me at the moment is people that moan about, have, dare to moan about the quality of the football. What we had to put up with years ago was that Don Reeve era of coaching, and it was drab stuff. It was often brightened up by big punch-ups in the centre circle. So this is a treat to actually watch some, some decent football. That's about it, really. Now, now the wonderful, please. Oh, Kev's in, Kev's in but we'll we're let him in. But let's have the wonderful Mr Gasson. Well, not much about me, really. Just uh, follow Hastings home and away. Did it for probably the last six years, really. Found non-league football and loved it. And uh, yeah, we just go everywhere and make noise and make a fool of ourselves and sing silly songs everywhere. That's that's all we do, really. Oh, you got to big yourself up more than that. Come on, George. That's it, though, isn't it? It's just we go on a we go on a Saturday or a Tuesday, finish work. Sort of, we like to go early. A few of us have a few beers beforehand, and yeah, basically just be a bit stupid behind the goal. That's, um that's it. That's that's the enjoyment of it. That's that's the wonder of Saturday and Tuesday nights in non-league football. Yeah. It's brilliant fun. There's nothing else I'd rather do with my time. And uh, yeah, the football, the quality of the football is fantastic as well. So it's been it's been very enjoyable the last few years. Fair enough. Thank you, Mr. Gasson. Do we have the wonderful Kev Towner on? Uh, yeah, I'm on here, mate. Yeah, I'm here. Sorry about that. <laughs> that. That's right. We've we've said lots of mean things about you, Kev, while you've not been here. So don't worry. Uh, that's okay. Uh, no, no change in. I, I can hear it <laughs> anyway. Well, I, I probably started coming, oh, I don't know, 30 odd years ago, I should think, um, with my dad. And we used to come out to the pilot field and um, we used to sit up on the on the long closed bank now when it was put in a very fond memories of that. We used to sit up there and it was like watching it on a widescreen telly before they'd even invented widescreen telly. Then, of course, they closed that for, for safety reasons. Then I, I left the town for a couple of years. During that time, I think that was they kind of had the, the transition between the old Hastings United 
going under and then Hastings Town taking it on and then uh, Hastings United starting up again in 2003, something like that. So um, I just came back to Hastings just as that change back to the new Hastings United was was happening and uh, been involved ever since. In terms of the supporters club, it was myself and, and Steve Thorpe actually who first started talking about getting the supporters uh, club back together as it had been dormant for, for some years, along with uh, the great uh, Pat McCrossan, um, who gave us a lot of, of support. And we had a go at that and it didn't work out as well as we would have liked. Um, but uh, now the supporters club is up and running again. And obviously, as you know, it's, it's a great success. I've seen some great things at the club, seen some great games, um, I was there for the uh, for the cup run in 2012. I think I went to yeah. almost every game, home and away. Uh, it's been an amazing journey, and here we are still. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for that, Kev. Now, I, as a, you missed the the beginning, obviously I'm going to cut out a lot of this. I'm going to cut out everything you said, Kev. Don't worry. But um, no. <laughs> no, no, not at all. But we just talk about we maybe talk about something about how how we think the season's shaping up. Just a little bit of banter. We're not going to keep this too long. Just, I just thought it'd be a nice little segment. Maybe we could do once a month or something, just just to kind of catch up. You know, see see how it's going. I mean, uh, yeah, who knows? It might not work. I don't know. But um, is um, George? George has got. Is George gone? Okay, George. George appears to have gone. Gone. I was here. All right. What are you, what are you up to? I'm there. I'm just when everyone else is talking. In case I make any like weird noises, I'm just muting myself while my people are talking. <laughs> have you? You haven't got Pornhub on, have you? Okay, no. right. I but, don't need Pornhub. I've got you on my screen. Oh, uh, same ble- thing, really. Ble- yeah, bless you, bless you, my child. Yeah. So I mean, let's well, let's just talk about the start. Uh, anyone want to throw their boat in? I mean, obviously, I tell you what, uh, old Rye there. Obviously, Mister, I've been to every game and tweeted about every second of it. What, what do you think of the start of the season? First of all, I appreciate the title. That's all right. I think, I think it's definitely almost coming out of a transition period for the club because the way last season ended, it wasn't ideal for anyone. We were on track for promotion and we've had some comings and goings. And I think from what I've seen, we st- definitely we still have the spine of that team. We still have the attacking mentality. You know, we're hungry. We're still going for things. And... I mean, it's difficult when you work for the club to come out and say this, this and this, but that's what pre-season's for, to get those things together and go for a charge at the league. OK. That was quite uh, quite the politician there. I like that, uh, Ry. Well done. Um, no, I didn't lie at all. Exaggerate slightly. <laughs> Seeing as you're the next on the list, John, any, any thoughts on that sort of pre-season first game? How do you feel it's going to go? Hopes what and the dreams? Fir- yeah, I mean, it is a tight, the pre-season friendlies, you can never get a, a full um, grasp of, of where we're going. But, I mean, so that first competitive match, if you like, against Hythe, I thought, uh, the only question was, is there anyone that knows whether we're not considering or management aren't considering the FA Cup as priority? I'm just going by the... The team that was out to start with—that's what I was just going to query. I can probably weigh in a bit on that. Go ahead. Um, I know some players. I know Gary Elphick, Ben Pope. They've been carrying preseason knocks. I can tell you that. 
And I think a lot of it at the moment is to do with the fact that because they're not full time, a lot of them have other commitments and it's very awkward at the moment to come and play football on a Saturday. And say, I know there are players like Lloyd Dawes as well. There have been a number of injuries in the squad. And I think in terms of if you're going to say an FA Cup or league, the league is the priority. So I wouldn't say we were weakened in the FA Cup, but we were saving our players for the league opener this Saturday. Okay. Got a proper insider now, haven't we? Haven't we, John? Yeah, I'm just (laughs) just thinking, um, because I think I've read a comment somewhere, and I can't remember where it was, that that we're not giving it priority yet. Um, For, I don't know how I think about that, really. I mean, for a team like Hastings, a cup run, it brings a lot of attention to the football, you know, to the team. Uh, it can add on supporters, maybe fair weather, but um, I, I just couldn't see, you know, and there's financial gain as well. I couldn't see that he would view it as not the priority or one of the priorities, especially it, the start of the season. Uh, uh, John, John, is this an early call for the sacking of Chris Agato? Is that what you're looking at? Get rid of the ball, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, no, not at all. Bloody right. John Wills. Jesus. We won but, the game, um, John. But Jesus. having said that, having yeah. said that, stop. <laughs> <laughs> there were some fa- fantastic performances in, in that game. And oh, gosh, um, yeah. I mean, I, I felt that the first half, Tom Chalmers uh, was brilliant. Yeah, he was brilliant. Just made, made a few real um, great runs. And the second half, Ryan Worrell, I think he was up there for man of the match. But but they're two young players as well, and you know it's exciting to think of them yeah. in the in the team for the near future. Great for the future. Great for the future. Right, come on, let's move it along. Move it along to uh, okay. Mr. Gasson, please. Is he there? Oh, he's asleep again. Okay, I know Kev. I don't know why I tolerate him. Kev, come on, George. I'm here. I'm here. Come on in. <laughs> Come on. I'm You're waving at you. All right. On... Yeah, 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 we're waving. Go on. What are you asking, Chris? Oh, look, he's he's drunk again, isn't he? Look. I'm not even drunk, you... like, but what, <laughs> what are you asking me? I've got like I've got John Wills asking for Agatha to be sacked. I oh, know, it's 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 an outrage. It's an outrage. He should be banned. We... The um no, it what we asked him, say like the preseason first game, what are we thinking? how, how, how do you feel it's gonna shape up? What's, what's, I mean, I know you're obviously mega confident. What, what, any thoughts from it? I, I mean, generally, I, I usually avoid pre-season because you can't really tell anything from it. There's generally no edge from the games. Um, no one's ever ready, especially at this level. So it's, it's, I think it's usually best avoided and, and left, left to the people that know about it to decide on it, the people that are involved in the club. But it was interesting to go this year. I think more people were keen to go because we haven't been able to go for a while. And, you know, it was interesting. It was interesting to have a look at players. Interesting to look at players like Raheem Sterling Parker before he signed to see how players like Sam Crutwell fit back into the setup. Mm. Um, And, um, you know, we don't... No one knows. That's the great thing about this level of football is that really you don't know. You don't know who... Cray Valley have signed over the summer. We don't know what Ashford are up to. We don't know what Whitehawk are up to. They're signing Adam Elabs to play at centre-back and coach them. It's all totally up in the air. And that's why it's so exciting every week because you don't know what version of what team's going to turn up. 
and you don't know what's going to happen on the pitch. Yeah, what so, about our um, team, George? Yeah, don't worry about other teams, mate. Our team. Our team. We've got, we've got a cracking first eleven, and we've got players that will be disappointed to be on the bench, and we might even have some players that we disappointed to miss out on the first team squad. We've got about a core of about twenty players who are more than capable of performing at high level in this division. Yeah, hundred percent. We will be pushing for the starting eleven. Trying to pick a starting eleven is a bit of a minefield, really. I know we've got a few players out, which could make selection a bit easier. But trying to trying to pick a team, sometimes at this level, you're trying to piece an eleven together who could actually perform on a Saturday. With this side, we're trying to think about who who's going to miss out, who's unlucky to miss out. So yeah, we're confident. Saturday was good. Playing against ten men, cliche, isn't easy. Herm Bay defend really well anyway with eleven. And they went right into their shells with 10 and we still managed to find the winner and we still kept a clean sheet again, like we did the Saturday before. So that's very encouraging. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for that, George. Uh, Kev. Yep. Yep. Uh, any any thoughts from the pre-season first game? Anything you want to throw um, in there? No, I think, I think, I think George has, has covered it quite well. What I did want to do was uh, say was, was, was respond to the, the comments about the FA Cup and, and our involvement in the FA Cup over the seasons. I think, John, uh, I think John should be sacked. No, Chris should be sacked. John well, should be sacked. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're probably right, actually. I, I think that's, that's treacherous. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I can remember, you know, I can remember, as I say, I can remember the 2012 run, which was fantastic. And, I, you know, I can remember David Walters saying, you know, that actually he was more concerned with getting us out of this league uh, than he was with another cup run. And I take his point, you know. I think for, for the diehard supporters, I think, you know, I think, I think there is definitely this, this desire to get out of this league and, and, and progress a bit. But for casual fans, as, as George has said, you know, I think, I, you know, of course people want that. They want that lure. To uh, to see us actually go somewhere in the FA Cup and, and maybe take on some big sides. And before 2012, we probably made the effort. I think we made the the third round of the FA Cup about about twice in our history. I think once against Norwich and I forget who the other one was. It might be Ipswich. And uh, you know, yeah, great, fantastic. I can see it now. You know, us get, uh, getting to the third round of the of the cup and going around Hastings in an open top. Uh, coach, you know, Liverpool style, but um, I think it's a balance and, it, and, and a balance has got to be made. And, uh, you know, if at the end of the day we have a good cup run, like we did in, in, 20, in uh, 2012, and then it all falls apart uh, after that, which is what happened, and we narrowly avoided relegation, <laughs> um, then I don't want that either. Unfortunately, John, I mean, I, I got, we've got to get out of this league. Uh, yeah. A cup run's nice. I mean, a cup run's nice. And I, I, like, obviously, I remember the 2012 one. And that, that game at home, I mean, it was nothing, there was nothing like it. I mean, how many did we have there? What was it? About 4,000 or something like that? And it, yeah, 4,050, yeah. I think, it was capped out for safety, wasn't it? But we could I mean, have had 6,500 there probably without that. And obviously, we're always going to remember that. You know, that's going to be... You know, they're the yeah. things you remember. but Probably financially, what did we get out of it? Because it was a lot of money, but we seemed to get a concertina players tunnel um, cover, didn't we? And I, and a, I can't think what else. Mm. Building for the you're future. Just con- you're controversial, you are, John. See, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have invited him, should I? 
No, uh, I'm joking, obviously, John. Well, okay. Well, the cup run is rewarding itself, surely, John. Yes, absolutely. No, <laughs> I know that. But what what I think the point was is mm. is it the cup runs worth it for non-league clubs? That that money is an immense amount, isn't it? That comes in for getting to the third round. But no, it, it, I mean, I'm sure, like it has been said, there's reasons for the squad choice. And that comment that was made that I read might, might be completely irrelevant, but it was sort of just hinting that we're not viewing it as a priority. But I'm sure, I'm sure we are. Well, we'll see, won't we? Was it week Tuesday? Yeah. Week Tuesday. Well, I mean, the way I see it is we've got, the we've got the league to finish and the league has started four or five weeks later than it usually would have. We've got, I think we've got a little bit more time for the league to finish slightly later. But then we've got, we haven't got four games that we play in the League Cup or the Velocity Trophy or the Kent Floodlit Cup, whatever you want to call it. We're not playing those four games that we usually would because that's been called off. Okay. So it balances that. So in terms of fixture pile-up, a cup run is not a massive deal. Mm. But um, it's... Mm. It's it's not my job, Chris's job. It's your it's your it's your job to pay for your internet, mate. You're cutting up again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? The only time I have a problem with my internet is when I'm on the phone to you. So oh, wow, funny that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's just a freeze frame of a picture. It looks like rigor mortis is setting. <laughs> yeah. Well, but well, do you think do you think he should keep his job then? <laughs> well, most of us do, John. Oh, John, you're getting roasted, mate. I tell you, I'll, I'll tell you what. I've, when I finally talk to Chris, I think Terry, it's going to be half an hour now. just talking about you. Just like there's this bloke, and he thinks you you should lose your job. No, of course not, John. I know you love him. Yes. Uh, what the forums for, John? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Get yourself is. banned from there. Uh, any chaps? Anything else you want to sort of talk about while we're on there? On on the cup or generally on Gen- generally. Generally. Um, just a one point that's big in my, probably only my mind. It was what about the goal we kick into a changing that round? So is the second half we kick into the stand close? You know the end close to the pitch. It it would be better. You know, imagine scoring that. That that latish winner to take us through in the FA Cup, and the players are right there with us. I don't know. It was just it's just a idea. Yeah, I, me- I remember you mentioning it. I mean, it would be nice. The cow so- shed is so we're so far away from the pitch. Isn't? But I, I just wondered what anyone else thought about that. It's something well, for me, do. for me, as a wheelchair user, it's a pain in the bum, actually. I hate that end of the ground altogether. So I'd be supremely happy if they always kick towards the Kel Warren for the second half. There you go. Yeah. Well, that's I, I it think... then. It's settled. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm just reading. Since you mentioned the forum, I've just gone on there. I'm just reading it. Crikey. This is why I don't go on there. Like. Oh, I don't it's... go on there at all. No, I don't. Like Chris I don't... again, is it? <laughs> oh, what? No. I just, I go, I, I go on there and I'm thinking, I've come away and I've been at work today talking mm. about my day out at the FA Cup mm. and how good it was, and how wonderful it was to be back, the roar when the goal went in, the atmosphere. Not, not how them, though. The not them, are. though. <laughs> and here we go, here we go. 
that did that make a pretty lacklustre performance against the Herne Bay side who did want to did want to win more than we did. <laughs> Here we go. It's like we're through. We're through in the cup. Like it was. Um, you're not playing. Like, honestly, George, when I was talking to Billy, yeah, and I, uh, I'm going to do like a two part with Billy because he. So it's going to be a two part. But one of the things he talks about in that is the criticism on the forums, and I'm and I don't see it because I'll go and like the the one that Kev or um, Wayne. I don't know who who runs it, but um, the Hastings. Uh, we United. both have. We both have minute. Yeah, so you yeah, yeah. Facebook, you mean the Facebook one? Yeah, Hastings, the yeah. fans and the supporters yeah. one. So I don't see any of this, and I don't see it on Twitter. But he's going on about all these people slagging the club off, and I'm thinking, who are the? Who are they? Like, it's just that forum. It's just the forum. It's incredible. It's 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 almost like it's a good. It's an Olympic effort to find a negative at any time. It's, well, it's quite would... impressive. Yeah, perhaps we'll do it. I, I read somewhere that there was uh, apparently there was some foreign hackers going on there. I thought they're probably producing better content than the regular posters. So, <laughs> oh, I don't know dreadful. where this is going. This is going off in a. Yeah, I didn't expect it to go in this direction. I'm, um, I'm going to finish. I'm going to finish reading this. Reading this post. And oh yeah, this, sorry, I'm sorry. Hang, I'm going to hang myself. <laughs> no, don't do that, please, George. Not I've live, had enough of that today. Enough of that today. Not live on, oh, no. Sorry, mate. Yeah, not yeah, live on right. No, do it. Yeah, you've got a little do introduction before you do it. Yeah, introduction before you do it. Go on. Anyway, go on. Get on with it. Get, well, whatever you're doing, go on. I'm just, I'm just, no, you don't want okay, me to now. repeat anything that I'm reading. It's horrendous. Yeah, yeah, we do. That's the whole bloody point. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to find some positive points on the forum. I'm trying. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, right, right, right. Just ignore all of us, yeah? Yeah, we, yeah we, we, we've, we've invited Ryan. on. He's a sensible man. He's, he's a busy, he's a club official. He's, he's, the, he's the ruler of Twitter and he's looking at all us and thinking we're all nuts. What I was trying to do was, I was going to yeah. go, well, but it's not all negative on the forum. No, but find it is. The post, but I can't. <laughs> 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 I like, there we go. Tom Chalmers and Ben Ward impressed, yeah? Oh, of course. But we obviously lacked any pace up front. <laughs> this, I mean, what a Tom... Did you watch Tom Chalmers and Ben Ward then? <laughs> like, oh, my Yeah, word. I mean, Tom Chalmers, Ryan Morrill, Ben Ward. I mean, these are they're fantastic games. I mean, you think about this. These great young players coming through. You've got these great talents coming through. Look at that. Think about that and think, hang on. Look what we've got coming through our ranks. But some people. Oh, it gets better. You guys have got to, you got to hear this. Oh, here Disturbing we go. to see that social distancing wasn't in practice. Okay, the season's going to be called <laughs> off. The social distancing, the matter is a serious one for all of football. Did we? We win. We did win the game, didn't we? We did win. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. We need to do all we can. I you jumped. You jumped on me. Talking of social distancing, you jumped on me when we scored. I was. Ex- I, you're in my bubble. Um, oh, I've got. Yeah, sorry. Right, then. Having attended three non-league games in different settings and no face covering required in a professional rugby union game okay, where no. face covering was mandatory, I know Rife felt more comfortable and it wasn't at soccer. Do <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> you, think, you think BT were too upset and they've, they put these their motivation, <laughs> motivating people to make these comments? That's the conspiracy I'm thinking yeah. of. It was a very rude way to treat BT, I thought. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, 
That's just one thread on the forum. That's unbelievable. Well, just I avoid it. Well, I think why are people why are people saying this? Are they the people with very short memories as to what people have watched up at the pilot field over the years? I, I don't know. I, it's just been this last two or three seasons has been spectacular, you know. And I I I think um, for some reason people. I think the thing is people like to say some feel they're saying something useful, and it's easier to do that with criticism than than it is with a realistic view of what's happening. Yeah, absolutely. Can't be, I've got nothing to add to that, really. I mean, a lot of people like to flap their gums, didn't they? They've all got a little thing to say, their little take on the game. Yeah, yeah, you know, we weren't fantastic on Saturday. Yeah, there was, you know, some of it was a bit average, but we won the game. You know, we got they are a good side. Mm. They're, they're honestly they're a good side. I, oh, I they're well drilled. Was... They're, they're well drilled. They were, they were good. Yeah, of course they were a good team. But like, you know, it's like, what, what's the negativity about our... Anyway. If I, I may I weigh in here. Uh, hang on, Brian. Come on, Rice speaks. Rice speaks. Okay. The thing is, the way we play, we aren't going to beat teams like Home Bay doing what we do because our sort of passing style relies on the fact teams will chase down the ball, they'll get tired and gaps will start to appear. But against a team like Home Bay, who are physically very fit, they don't start leaving those gaps. They keep defensively quite tight, quite strong. And so as to, you noticed the goal was towards the end where they switched off for a minute due to fatigue, ball in, Dixon takes it down and scores. That's again, but those are the types of goals will win you leagues because we're taking on the teams who can stop us and we're still beating them. See, that's what I like to hear. See, Rye should, yeah, should speak more. Yeah, we should. Right, Herm Bay will be up there at the end of the season. <laughs> um, it, uh, Whitehawk will be up there. Herm Bay will be up there. Um, be interesting to see what Cray Valley bring on Saturday. They won six 0 at the weekend as well. Cray yeah, right. Valley are bringing Lanray. Oh, they've got Lanray. Yeah. Oh. So, oh no, I but we've got Oli Black, Black will stop him. So we're all right. Yeah. Yeah. I think we D- need a chance for that. Actually. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I don't want to say anything <laughs> mean about Lanray. Yeah, I think he was he was great for us. I um, so much respect for him. Yeah, yeah, like, good to welcome him back so, on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just booing for 90 minutes. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> One team I am no, interested in. not a goalkeeper, is he? <laughs> That's true. The mental disintegration techniques. Um, yeah, anyway. Go on, sorry, Rye. Rye's a sensible one. Rye, speak, please. Well, it's not related to us directly, but one team I am interested to see is East Grinstead. Because obviously they were spared the relegation they deserved. And apparently they've gone out and players, they've signed, I think, more than 15 players in this window. Oh, wow. Okay. They apparently, they've got this due to COVID, they've got a huge chance to rejuvenate the squad. And so it'll be interesting to see now where they actually place, given the fact they've been so busy. Oh, okay. It'll be interesting to see, because a lot of teams have changed their squads quite dramatically. It'll be interesting to see who's bought well and who's spent it on crap. Yeah. So we'll we'll find out. In the- well, we'll find out in the coming weeks and months, won't we? We will do. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the beauty of it. You don't know, do you? That's, that's why we go. If you knew what was going to happen, you wouldn't wouldn't go, would you? Well, no. Well, hang on. Have we lost someone? Oh, John's gone. Oh, you've upset him because you you wouldn't sack Chris Agata. See, you've, you've upset him. 
I think John's, gone to post, John's gone to post on the forum under a pseudonym. <laughs> no, pleasing some people. Yeah, I know. He's just going around to Chris's house now. <laughs> it's come to, yeah, it's coming to beat me up. The, uh, the, uh, oh, okay. Well, um, guys, it's been a wonderful chat with you. I mean, I don't if you want to talk about anything else. I'm obviously going to cut it down a little bit and all that. But it, it, uh, something I wanted to just try, a little bit of a round table, you know, li- a little bit of sort of banter and add it to the podcast. It's so um yeah what's who else is on so you got so this on thursday we got we got ken we got yeah I'll, hopefully i'll get kenny's on and i'll get the first part of billy wood's interview the master of the wheels is still pat mccrossan's song pick of the week as well um brilliant that needs to stay every week because that, that was awesome well, that's, that's every week he's already sent me like 15 of his tracks and yeah, I, he said and yeah, I, yeah and five of them are like oh you know i've got them in my record collection yeah and then there's 10 of them that are like oh dear you know and they're, they're the ones i want to start throwing out there you know you know those the tasty yeah. ones that he, he likes so um anything else oh i'm trying to think well just in case just in case you decide in the final edit to include the the conversation about social distancing since it is kind of like uh it is kind of like current i would yeah. like to to say yeah. that actually i think that the stewards do a great job and you know you oh absolutely mindful of that yeah stewards oh, are brilliant Go on, sorry, Roy. I think the stewards at the moment are served with such a difficult task because they've got so many people to deal with and, you know, it'll be very difficult... Sorry, it'll be very easy for them to turn around, just give up, just... But they work hard, they do really well, so I think they do deserve a lot of credit for all the work they're doing. Dave Russell and his team for making sure everything's safe and ready to be used. All I did was clean the bird crap off the seats, but they're the ones who are making sure that people stay away keep safe in the cold war and so i think they deserve a lot of praise for that and also a a pint a free pint is on offer for anyone that can show me a ground in our division and a bar in our division that's decorated as well as ours oh Oh, god oh the painting they've been doing has been incredible yeah absolutely unbelievable it made me so proud on saturday to turn up at the ground and it looked that good and tonight's hand painted as well Mm. is just incredible the work they've Mm. done on there so well, Sam, it's Sam has been an absolute star. Yeah. It's, it's, no, so I mean, it's, come on. I mean, there's so many people that have got the best interests of this club at heart, and that's why I love it. You know, it's it is a family. You know, it occurs to me uh, as as we reach the end of this podcast, actually, what we haven't done, strangely, is we haven't given a big shout out for the supporters club. To maybe that a little bit harder. We need to give well, Shana's not here. Obviously. Yeah. Not She's like a Terminator fan. Make you think of that woman that used to be on the telly with the sheep. The lamb or whatever it's called. Shane Wallace. I mean, we talk about the club. Obviously, it's it's gone from strength to strength. Everyone involved. No, no, I just want to to take the opportunity to say, you know, to people that are watching this that that maybe haven't been to a game yet or or, or whatever, you know, do do come along and take the opportunity to, uh, to join the supporters club. Shana is always there. Um, uh, we're always there early for home games, and Shana's there working her backside off, doing the walking around the ground, uh, picking up picking up members. So do find her out and and get signed up. Yeah, no, I'm not sure anyone who does attend the games hasn't signed up yet because Shana, she sees them, she's on them. It's incredible. <laughs> she's like a jumping spider. She sees yeah. her victim, pow, done. Sign them up. Yeah. Yes. I know, and, uh, I know all about it, Rye. She works for me, remember? 
let's um, let's sell out this FA Cup game because 400 on a Tuesday will feel like a thousand at the pilot field. Yeah, um, yeah. We can first make of all, right atmosphere down there. First of all, we've got to sell out the women on Sunday. I'm yeah. going. Unfortunately, I'm working, but uh, uh, enjoy, guys. Yeah, I think I think I saw Shana say in the chat earlier that that she was considering it. But if she doesn't, I suppose I could. But I'll I'll see her on Wednesday morning so we could talk about it. Oh, Wednesday's yeah. my birthday, by the way, everybody. Just saying. Oh, happy birthday, uh, Kev. Happy birthday, Kev. <laughs> we'll all see you. 21 again. Yeah. <laughs> What's that, 21 three times over? Four times over? Yeah, you're getting <laughs> on for three, maybe. <laughs> Two and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Well, listen, chaps, it's been absolutely splendid talking to you. As you say, I'd, I'd, I'd love to do this again. That's brilliant. You, you brilliant. Know, Let's do it as often with, as possible. You know, with the podcast, the podcast is for all the fans. You know, this is, this is not about me. This is about everyone. So it's, uh, you know, we're trying to spread that word, spread that message, get more and more people involved. And it's, and it's good fun. Let's be honest. There's so much other shitty things in the world that, we, that are just depressing. What, the We've forum? Got, We've got this, yeah, the forum, <laughs> the forum, yeah. But we've got this. Yeah, that. This puts a smile on my face. I know it puts a smile on all your faces. So, apart from John, who's gone. Oh, hang on, hang on. John's back. We're going to slag him off now. But apart from John, because he won't sleep until he's sacked Chris Agatha. So, just throwing it out there. <laughs> Where'd you go, John? Uh, my phone died. Oh, fuck. Uh, oh, I was... You missed all the best stuff, John. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did I? Yeah, yeah. I was beginning to think it was a conspiracy, but well, we're just packing it up now. But I mean, if there's any last words anyone wants, happy to uh, leave it for you lot. So, any last words? Apart from you, George, I don't want you committing suicide. Yeah, not those sort of last words. No, I've turned up a forum, so I've I've cured myself. Oh, that, good, now. good. Yeah, I thought I I went on there. I thought we got relegated. <laughs> on Saturday, <laughs> I thought I was gonna I thought I was gonna turn up on Saturday. I'm mean, playing Westfield again, but in the league. <laughs> oh, so, yeah! Like Groundhog Day. <laughs> just, just off, re- just off reading the forum. It's actually incredible. It's quite impressive. It's actually genuinely impressive to be able to find a negative about literally everything. It's. <laughs> well, to, good. just a, a quick comment on that. To me, with the forum, that 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 that's populated by people. That the, the clubs pass them by. They, they, they live in this different world like, that where, I mean, wh- why they hold the club up to such a level when it's like, you, can't you see what's happening? What, can't you see the improvements? Can't you see how we're moving forward? How, how, how things are progressing? Yeah. And like uh, attendances are going up. Obviously, COVID's knocked it back a bit, but like, you know, everything is, is a positive. There's, and there's such a little vibe there now. And like, you know, we all we all love going. You know, it's it's it's, it's yeah. Happy- it, go on. Sorry, you, when go on. you when you think about it, just the relationship between management, the team, and the fans, it it's something unbelievable. It's something I've never seen up here in all these years. Absolutely. And, and when you think about it, what, why do you want to criticise? That was a really well matched, hard fought FA Cup tie, which. It was exciting. There was plenty of skill on display, but it was two teams really going at each other, wasn't it? And and you know, it's just it was it was enjoyable to watch. If that that's the first competitive game, that's a cracking start, I thought. Mm, agreed. And, but I, you know, I don't know. I don't know why 
why people i just think some people just feel that it makes them more important to throw in a few criticism yes i've said that chris agatha should go but (laughs) (laughs) i'm willing willing to be talked out of it but (laughs) we can't unsay it now (laughs) no i think it's just a brilliant buzz at the club yeah and you know, it's only going to get better. Although, being a dinosaur, I want to stay at the pilot field. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You had to go there, didn't you? You can. When they develop the housing, you can get a house there and you can live there. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know. Does anybody else think that the, the plans for the new stand look like a Halfords? For, for the new stadium, <laughs> look like a Halfords? <laughs> it does. Or the TK Maxx are down. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now. But but I think this it'd be great to have a fans involvement on how it is. I was I was just looking before I came on here the the best built non league stadiums and there's some cracking ones out there. But there's a lot of these ones that end up with behind the goals. All you've got is a fence basically. I, I think it'd be nice to have that. You know, we enjoy being behind the goal to have a good acoustic stand behind the goals. You know, most yeah. most of these new stadiums tend to focus on a, a big side stand, don't they? That looks good. Yeah. But well, we'll just have a so you know, behind the goals. Yeah. Well, 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 just so you know, I'll pass, those sort of, pass that conversation on to Adam. And I don't know if you listened to the podcast, I think it was a week or two before. Adam mentioned that and he's going to talk to Billy about... Yeah. The, 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 the supporters club having some voice in terms of uh, acoustics, not sure, but particularly naming the stands, things like that. I mean, it, you know, so the, the supporters club will be involved with that. The Ryan Siegel stand. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who's, who's Ryan Siegel? Yeah. Uh, you were chancing at me three points away at Little Hampton. You should know. <laughs> yeah, so I yeah, told him. Did, yeah, we did do that. We did do that. All right, and well, any last words? Otherwise, we shall call it quits. Well, I was going to make a comment, actually, about the people who generally have stands named after them, but it might be in poor taste, and I certainly wouldn't want it broadcast. They have to be dead. They have to be dead, basically. You okay, want people... excuse me yeah. for a moment. I want that stand named after me. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be dead, Ryan. <laughs> exactly. What do you think I'm off to do now? <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's all positive. It's all positive. Looking forward to the season. It's good. Whatever happens, we know it will be fun. Yeah. So... We know with this set of players, this group of lads, this style of football, if we came bottom with no points, it would still be a laugh. So mm. everything else, everything else we do is a bonus. Um, I'm looking forward enough. to a cracking so, season. Ju- just so you know, George, I'm going to edit it when I ask you how you think we're going to do this <laughs> year. We're going to minute- finish bottom with no points. Just yeah, so He's going to edit also that I said Agatha's got to go. And Agatha's got to go. Uh, it's, it's done. No, I it's want, done. No, I want that in. in. I want that in, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> the, well, you can do a remix of it. No, you? Uh, well, we'll see. Uh, it's because it's what we're getting on for. We're getting on for an hour here. So, um, yeah. It, it's been great fun. We must do this again. Absolutely. And uh, all of you have a nice evening, all right? Well, that's it, Hastings fans, for one week. I really want your input be it for ideas for the show or for people from around the club that you'd like to be interviewed or just to give some feedback that email again is hufcpod at gmail.com or on twitter on at hufcpodcast that's at hufcpodcast all that's left to say is 
I've been your host, Chris Laverick. Hope you have a good week and see you at the game. So let your voices ring, my boys, and take the time from me.